Welcome to the Be Fab Podcast, where we celebrate all things midlife. Join me as we explore the various facets of this beautiful and transformative stage of life, from navigating the joys and complexities of motherhood, to understanding the intricacies of hormones, to pursuing entrepreneurial dreams, and embracing the art of aging gracefully. I'm your host, Bree, and I'm here to share my personal journey and insights with you, as well as empower women to feel fabulous every day of the month. I am all about creating a vibrant community of incredible women navigating midlife together, supporting each other through the ups and downs, and celebrating the unique experiences and challenges that come with this phase of life. Let's embrace the changes, break free from societal expectations, and create our own definitions of success, beauty, and fulfillment. Grab your favorite beverage and keep on listening. Make sure to subscribe for insightful discussions, practical tips, and inspiring stories that will empower you to embrace your midlife journey with confidence, grace, and a whole lot of fabulousness. Hello, fabulous friends. It's time for another empowering episode of the BFAB podcast. I'm your host, Brie, and I hope you have your fave bevy in hand and are ready to get cozy and inspired. You might also want to have a pen and notepad nearby because this episode is filled to the brim with so many nuggets you won't want to forget. I recently had the incredible opportunity of connecting with Jennifer Ismar, a fellow Modair team member and a holistic health coach with a remarkable focus on mindset. She's a guiding light for those looking to navigate emotions, overcome trauma, and rewrite those limiting self-narratives that hold us back. And get this, she lives on the road in her van. We talk all things van life, health strategies, mindset mastery, goal chasing, hormonal harmony, and we even wrap things up with a fun little game she's coined the Soft Talk Challenge. Make sure to scroll down to the show description for all of the details you need to follow Jennifer's inspiring van journey and to snag her invaluable Soft Talk Challenge PDF printout. (laughs) Say that five times fast. So get ready, buckle up, and let's dive into an episode that's bound to ignite your wanderlust, spark your health journey, and empower your mindset. Let's go. All right. So yeah, we were saying, yeah, just do things and now you messy, do things scared, right? Okay. Well, well, is that my internet or yours? I'm not sure. I think you're good now. You just froze for a sec. Okay. We're good. This is uh, van life. I'm never quite sure of the quality of my internet. I don't have my Starlink set up. I'm working off of a um, Verizon signal. Oh, okay. Well, before, all right, before we get into anything, then first of all, I guess we need some background here. You are literally in a van where? Right now I'm in Washington, Upper Peninsula area. Like on the side of a road or? (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, sometimes I am, but right now I'm actually staying with a friend. So one of the coolest perks of this lifestyle is I've been able to visit friends. I've got friends that have moved to all parts of the U.S., but like, it's not something I would ever take a vacation. Like I would never have taken time off of work to come see this friend or all of the friends I've gotten to see. So now I'm like, Hey, I'm in the area. Let me stop by and say hi. And it's been just amazing. Connection has been so amazing on this, in this lifestyle. That's incredible. So how long have you been 
doing this lifestyle? Like, and how did, how did you decide to just live in a van? (laughs) Yeah. So it was a decision. It was one moment in time. It takes one moment to change. It takes years and years and years and months and months and months of telling ourselves a story of why we can't and shouldn't and won't or will never do it. Van life for me was a two year. I want someday. It would be nice. Like me and past. (laughs) Yep. Uh, And then it was literally one moment moment. So we were, it was New Year's day a couple years ago. We're on the beach and I was sitting there like, I want this more often. I want this in my life. I feel so relaxed here. I'm so happy. How do I get more of this in my life? And at the time I was uh, working all online. I was living with a roommate, a married couple who just had a baby. So the baby was like one or right around one. And here I am 40 something years old, basically living out of a room in California. Like, dude, what am I doing? I can do this anywhere. And so literally in that moment, I decided by the end of this year, I will live in a van. I had no idea how to make money, what, um, where the van was going to come from, how I was going to pay for the van, how to find places to live. Like I knew nothing, but I made the decision in that moment. And 11 months later, here I am. So you've been traveling for 11 months then? Uh, no, uh, it's been nine months that I've been full-time on the road. Okay. Okay. And it's that's been a wild ride. That's amazing. You but I, never... love, I love how you just, you dove in. You you didn't even give time for the fear, the limiting beliefs, the you, the doubts, the, the questions. You just, you're just like, nope, let's just go. That's incredible. So, I'll be honest. After I made that decision, it was not an easy road. It was not like, okay, everything worked out perfectly. We're in a van. So many things went wrong. There were so many decisions that I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Like financially, I had a van. I was going to rent my sister's that fell through last minute. Like it was not easy, but I was determined. And when you are determined and you have made a decision, the answers will come to you. You figure it out because there's no other option. And that was where I was. There was no other option than this is happening. So at every setback, at every failure, at every challenge, it was like, well, figure it out. That's, that path didn't work. What's the next, what's my next uh, path? And I had plenty of really good escape routes where everyone would have understood if I didn't go through with it, but I wanted it so bad and I uh, made it happen. That's awesome. So did you, would you say you like, you found your why and like really dug into that? Was that what kept you so grounded in that and made you continue through the hardships to, to get it done and make it happen? Like, cause I think we... Everybody talks about their why, right? Like in any sort of coaching, you and I are both coaches and in any sort of personal development, like we always say, like if your why doesn't make you cry, it's not deep enough, it doesn't mean enough and it's not going to carry you through. So would you say like that, what was your why? Yeah, my why was I needed my life to change. I was stuck. I was not unhappy, but I wasn't happy. I wasn't completely fulfilled. I had been saying I wanted to travel more for years. And that moment on the beach, it was like, because the year before I had said, I'm going to travel more this year. And I was reflecting on that year and I didn't travel at all. And That's like, the worst, right? Yeah. It was like, Jen, how many more New Year's days are you going to come to and be in the same 
exact position. And in that moment, I didn't care what it took. I didn't care if I failed, but I knew I had to try. I knew I had to go for it because otherwise I would just regret it again. Like it would be another New Year's and I would be regretting not taking any action. So absolutely, it was my why. And I had also been doing a lot of mindset work around that time. I did a lot of story work into the places that I kept telling myself, you're not good enough. You can't do it. And so I had a lot of faith in myself. Even though I didn't know the road, I knew I could figure it out if I wanted it. And I wanted to prove, put that to the test. Like, let's prove it. Let's do it. Yeah. And I think that's that's a big testament too that we need to do that work on ourselves and dig deep to figure out where we can go and what we're made of and realize realize what we're made of. I shortchanged myself for years. Obviously, you're saying you had too, right? And we all do it. It's a natural it's 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 just part of human nature, I think. Um, our brains are programmed to go to the fear, right? It keeps us safe. That's what our brains are there to do, survival mode. But that's not thriving. That's not living. And so, yeah, you need to do that mindset work. Sorry, my dog. I don't know. Can you hear that? Uh, I'll just faintly, yeah. <laughs> Why now? <laughs> because you're on a podcast, Mom. Right? If it's not dogs, it's kids. If it's not kids or dogs, it's cats. Oh, anyways. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm a big quote and mantra person. Nice. One of my mantras is faith over fear. Yes. So, in any given moment, we're telling ourselves a story. I'm not good enough. I can't do this. Remember what happened in the past. Nobody was going to like me. I'm fat. I'm ugly. I'm whatever. Like, insert story here. Yeah. And that story creates a feeling in us. And so fear is just imagining the worst case outcome for a scenario. What if my van breaks down? What if I fail? What if I get robbed? What if whatever? Faith is just the opposite side of that. So if you're going to tell yourself a story, it's only fair to, to tell yourself both sides of the story. If you're going to go the fear route, what's the opposite? Faith is having faith that you can figure it out. What if it goes amazing? What if it's the best experience of my life? What if I meet the love of my life? What if, you know, it helps me make more connections and it grows my business and I help more people? Like both of those stories create a feeling and they lead to very different actions, right? The fear side, what if my van breaks down? What if this happens? What if that? Now I'm afraid. Now I'm not taking action because now I'm procrastinating all of my stuff. Now I'm sabotaging because I'm afraid of the outcome, but it's just made up. Yeah, they're this both the what scenarios, side. right? They're both yeah. what if, it's just which side. Yeah. So I've really worked on training myself to catch that spin cycle of doubt, fear, overwhelm, and being like, what's the opposite? What's the other story I could tell myself so that I feel differently so I take different action? I love that. So what did you, what you're saying you trained yourself and you did all of the mindset work? Like, did you, like, did you dive into podcasts? Was it personal development books? Did you have a coach? All the things. <laughs> all the things. Yeah. It's definitely been a journey, right? We all have that voice in our head, that inner bitch, I call it. Yep. And the stories that we tell ourselves come from our childhood, how we've perceived certain events or big traumatic emotional events that we've experienced as adults. And that influences our actions as an adult. And so I had all that stuff, all that junk in my head. And that voice was so loud and she was mean. And she would tell me how ugly I was and how, how I sucked as a coach and how I couldn't help people and all this stuff. 
and it kept me playing small. And so it started with books and podcasts and just aha moments of like, hey, I can change that. I have the power to change that. And I ended up finding a mindset certification um, that took me through the work before. Now this is what I'm certified and this is how I help other women feel empowered to make changes in their life. It's the most rewarding work I've ever done. Basically what we do is we take a look at our words. We take a look at what we're saying to ourselves because that creates a feeling. And that feeling is what either gets us to take action or not. And so I did a deep dive and had a coach and worked on these stories. We went back into um, my childhood where, where I formed that I'm not good enough. Like, where did that come from? And we write it down and we read it. And he asks a lot of questions and it gets me to think differently. He doesn't tell me what to think or what to do as a coach. We just ask the questions. And when you can right. come to the conclusions on your own, it really helps create space and clarity. So now that story is not, is no longer who I am. I can see it from a distance and I'm like, yeah, I used to think that way. Not anymore. Yeah. Now I've got a new story. Yeah. No, I completely agree with that because that's basically where I've been at the last few years too. I've said it in my podcast on previous episodes. I've said it in my stories. Um, I was always a dreamer. Always. I was like the kid. I, I probably drove my parents crazy. I was the kid that was always like, mom, dad, let me do this. Mom, dad, let me do this. Can I do this? Can you put me in these lessons? Can I, can I, can I? I always, I wanted to do all the things. I was going to be a fashion designer. I was going to be like a pop star. I was going to be a figure skating world champion, like all these things. And my parents were just like, A, we don't have the money for that. And B, you're not gonna stick with it and it wasn't from a you know they didn't support me standpoint but it was true anything that I did like I never quite saw things through all the way to the end it was it was like moving on to the next shiny object right like oh this is great but then it would get a little bit hard or sticky and you're like oh but look at this over here I can do this and this is going to be really great and I think this is going to be better it's that the the newfound sense when you find something, right? That, like I said, the shiny object syndrome. So that was like my entire life. And when I moved out on my own, the same thing happened. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to, you know, do this job and I'm going to make this money. I'm going to save up for this vacation. And, but I was always a dreamer. I was never a doer. And those two don't, you need both. Um, and it hasn't been until the last few years where I'm not going to say midlife crisis, but <laughs> kind of, but not in a crisis way. Um, I, I hit my forties and I was just like, what am I, what am I doing? I've looked back on everything. Yes. I have an amazing husband. I have my kids. I have my house, my family. Like that's, that was the major, that was like the one thing I dreamed of that I actually did do. That was my big thing for me. But outside of that, it just felt like a life of mediocrity. And I know that deep down, I knew I was meant for more than that. And I wanted more than that. So what was stopping that? And it was me because I didn't actually take action half the time. So that's why, like I said, with this podcast, two and a half years, I had no, no idea what the hell I was doing. I was just like, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. And this is... I'm only a few episodes in, like I said, 10, 12 episodes, and it's brought me into the circle of so many other people that I wouldn't have met otherwise because, like, podcasting is a whole other world. Sure, <laughs> like, yeah. Podcasters are podcasters. They mean, like, 
and, and it's just so supportive. And, you know, you, 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 you trade platforms, you interview each other, you, they're so like willing with the information and the support. And, um, you know, I'm now doing a Facebook group collab with uh, another mm-hmm. gal. She's in Minnesota, I think, but we just, we clicked. She's a mom of four. She does business and stuff. And she kind of sees breath work, how I see like syncing with your menstrual cycle and how it's kind of like made us into like these higher level versions of ourselves. And we're really tapping into what we are best at and doing the things. So yeah, I can, I see what you're saying about the whole you know, you look back at it, you can see it from a distance now and go like, okay, yep, that was that. I'm moving on, onwards and upwards and let's friggin' go, right? Yeah. It's interesting you talk about that. So I'm actually building my first online course that I am so freaking excited about and I'm calling it Keep the Commitment. Ooh. So I was a CrossFit exercise nutrition coach in a gym for years before the pandemic. And then I took all of my work online. And as a coach, I would tell people what to do. Here's the exercise you do. Here's how nutrition works. Eat this. Don't eat this. You know, here's how you create habits. But people weren't following through. They knew what to do. If it was an information problem, we would all have six pack abs and be super lean and amazing. Right? It's not an information problem. No. It's that internal, we know what we should do. We don't follow through. Then follows shame and guilt for which we need a coping mechanism, which is usually food or social media or alcohol or drugs or whatever. And so this course focuses on how you become a new person. So we talk a lot about mindset, but how do you even shift your mindset? How do you change your thoughts? And so my course focuses on how you actually do that. And it also incorporates some exercise and some nutrition principles, but not in the way I don't tell you what to do, right? I give you certain principles, um, things to think about, but it's more about how do we create belief? How do we create a vision? Um, How do we start to really love ourselves and get over fear of failure, self-sabotage, all of these things that prevent us from taking the action we know we should. Love it. That is fantastic. And I like how you say you still got a little bit of that fitness and nutrition in there because I, I come from like when I first got into online work and network marketing in the pandemic and all of that, I came from the fitness and nutrition. That was my first door in. That was, that was what I needed at the time. So I jumped in with that and that's how I kind of found my way through and just one door led to another. But fitness and nutrition was never my passion, but it was what I needed at that time. And I learned so much and it was, I had been hanging on to baby weight and like, I'm talking like my son was eight years old. I was beyond baby weight at that point, let's say. (laughs) And it's not that I didn't know. Like I knew I had to eat better and I knew I had to get more movement in. But yes, it was an action thing. I just wasn't. But as soon as I finally flipped that switch and started doing it, the clarity that came with everything, like that outlet of that physical exertion and obviously the endorphins and all of that stuff that you get with workout and then even just eating better too and same thing I mean we I know we've um both just recently done that five-day reset that that we talk Mm -hmm. about all the time and even without fitness in that five days just eating that way and making sure you've got your supplements and you're, you know, you're priming your body to work optimally. It is so incredible how just the brain fog lifts. 
the sluggishness is gone. Like you don't have to be a CrossFit guru or, you know, a bodybuilder or anything like that. But those healthy habits, that healthy lifestyle, it does really make a difference in your mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and when you feel better, you do better. Better. Exactly. The the five-day reset was so perfect because it helps people. It's a, it's simple, it's quick, it's easy to stick to. Now they feel better and now they want to continue to do better. Yeah, because you go back to that, well, I don't ever want to feel like that again. Or if you kind of start to slide, because we all do, right? You get out of habits, it's been a long time, you know, you take something for granted or whatever, you start to slide a little bit, but you can you can pick it up and you can catch yourself yeah. and you go, oh, I know where this is leading, Let's let's refocus, let's go back down the path and do better. The thing with like nutrition and exercise, we do it wrong. We do it backwards. We try to force ourselves to do different actions in order to become a different person, right? We try to force ourselves to go to the gym. We try to force ourselves to eat salads instead of pizza. We try to force ourselves to to do these things. But that's not a long-term solution. That doesn't stick. Rather, we need to become it's all about transformation. It's about becoming a different person. And it starts with the words that we say to ourselves and our thoughts. And those words translate into how we feel. And when we feel empowered and we feel like it's working and we believe, then we take different action. And then we become a different person. Then we lose the weight. Then we get the results that we want. Thoughts to feelings, feelings to actions, and then actions equal our results. Yes. I hope whoever is going to listen to this like, and, and watch it back, like, write this shit down, people. Yeah. <laughs> I have a really I have a good – I'm like going to like, and these are all things that I know too, right? But like sometimes it's just, it takes a few times to get something to click or for somebody to say it a different way or, you know, but it, it is, it's, that is the exact process. And all of the fitness, nutrition, mindset, personal development, all of that information is I don't want to say the same, but it is the same. It's all the same advice kind of thing. It's all, you know, kind of linear and the concepts are there. But it's about taking it and taking the pieces that work for you, what works with your lifestyle, what clicks with you, what resonates with you, and make it how you want it and make it work for you. I mean, that was one thing when I first got into the fitness and nutrition, I was strict, no, no, I shouldn't say strict, but very specific nutrition plans. I wasn't cutting out any food groups, but it was up to a certain amount of calories and certain amounts of your healthy fats, your proteins, your vegetables, like all of that sort of thing. I was, I was measuring everything and plus pretty intense workouts five to six days a week. And this was coming from doing next to nothing, none of that. So that was a huge change. So yes, it made a difference. I dropped the weight. I felt like my my system was better. The inches were just shedding. But what I didn't know was happening in the background, I found out a few years later, and this is what led me into like all of the menstrual and perimenopause and all of that kind of cycle syncing coaching is because I was doing it so intently and it was the same thing every day, every week, week on, week off, like regardless of where I was in my cycle, I wasn't paying attention to what my body as women, because we go through 
different phases, right? In our cycle, every every month, there's four different phases. And I was doing the same every single time. And some weeks were so hard, but I pushed. And looking back on it, like, I shouldn't have. And what I did was I pushed myself into massive perimenopause, like almost menopause. All of a sudden, I was getting night sweats and hot flashes. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I didn't have a period for 10 years. 10? Jeez. 10 years. I thought I was just an athlete because I was doing CrossFit and Krav Maga at the time. I was competing. But really what, what I found out, you know, my journey, I, my body was too stressed out. It was so stressed that it stopped production of all my hormones. My digestion. That's exactly what it is. Stopped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then our mood. go Like we have physio- physiological uh, symptoms. Our body systems start to break down. Everything is connected. Yeah. And our thoughts can very much keep us in a state of stress or help us relax. Like it's one of the things that daily we have control over to help our body. So, and especially as we age, like women need more moderate exercise, weightlifting and walking versus yeah. a CrossFit, like super hard, intense. Yeah. CrossFit's great. And I would do it a couple of days a week, but I would not, I can't do it anymore five days a week like I used to. Right? No, My body can't no, recover from exactly. it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're actually like, if you're paying attention to your cycle, and this was why I was finding like, okay, why I'm doing the same types of workouts. Why can I do it this week, but I can't do it this next week. And it's because of your cycle. And if you are like just after your period or leading up to your period, your hormone levels are not there to support that. Just before ovulation and during ovulation, that is when everything is at its peak and you can sustain that. But outside of that, you can. And if you push that, yes, you're doing exactly what you said. You are stressing your body out. Your body doesn't have the capabilities and the, the stores to, to, to sustain that. So it just throws caution to the wind. It's like, okay, well, we need to do something in order to get through this. So we're going to shut this part down or we're going to delay this a little bit. And you keep going on that track. And then that's where you end up. Like you said yourself, you didn't have a cycle for 10 years. I didn't get like that. I just, I got like menstrual symptoms and I I've always struggled my entire life since I was a teen. When I first got my period, I struggled with PMS menstrual symptoms, but I know now that it was hormone imbalances. Didn't know it at the time because it wasn't talked about. My mom didn't know. Doctors didn't talk about it. This wasn't a thing, right? It was just go by the the normal nutrition, fitness, health information, which was all based off of men, frankly, <laughs> and their 24-hour cycle, right? And they were the ones in clinical trials. Women weren't included in clinical trials until the 80s and 90s. It wasn't law until the 90s. So everything fitness and nutrition was based off of men. But that doesn't work for us. But this wasn't known. And it was just normal to have PMS and to have these problems throughout your cycle. And so we push it under the rug and don't we don't talk about it right and it was so taboo to talk about too i went to a western medicine doctor like i went so i saw a lot of doctors in my journey and i was trying to go the functional route but i thought you know what maybe there's maybe like i have a tumor or cancer like maybe maybe there's something you know more serious wrong with me so i had gone to like a regular gynecologist and i had handed her some of the testing i had done with the functional medicine doctor and she rolled her eyes and she's like that's not real she's like your body's too stressed out she's like you're not gonna be able to have a baby naturally you just need to relax. And she wanted to put me on birth control. And I was like, like, I'm like I don't want to take birth control, one. 
And what do you mean? I'm never going to be able to have a baby naturally. Like I didn't even know if I wanted kids at the time, but for her to take that away from me right there, it was like, wow, that's harsh. Yeah. And it, it took, it's a, once you let yourself get that far down, it was a really hard road to come back from. So my mission is to help prevent women from getting that far down because it's not right? fun to come back from. So let's, Me let's move it in the bud okay. up here. So you don't have to go through 10 years of a journey like I did. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it, and I, I don't know about you, but like, I'm only finding out all of this hormone stuff, like in my forties, like I said, I struggled with PMS and menstrual issues since I was 13 when I got my period, but it was normal and it was okay. And I was healthy. Um, and every, all my friends were dealing with the same thing. My mom dealt with the same thing, but now learning like we get sexual education in school. It's part of it, but this kind of stuff is never talked about a woman's cycle and how we go through the phases. I didn't know about four phases in our cycle until my forties. I didn't know that all of these things about how you can, you know, balance your lifestyle with the different phases so that you're not stressing your body out and you're using your body to the best that it can work at that time throughout your cycle. I I didn't know about any of that. And I stumbled upon it through my own research in my 40s because I was desperate because I was like, I'm only 40. Well, I was 42. But I was like, why I was coming up to 42. Why am I all of a sudden having like night sweats and hot flashes and my periods are a little bit more irregular, but it wasn't like full on menopause, but it felt like it to me. And I just, it just, I kept on getting the answer. Oh, it's it's part of the aging. You're in your forties now. It's just part of aging. I'm like, no, because this happened like a switch. Like I am not kidding. I was like, there is no way this was not gradual. Like, so I just dove in. And I researched everything that I possibly could. So like I said, out of like desperation, I stumbled upon this on my own in my 40s. Why? Why is this not? It's becoming a more regular conversation now. But at the same time, too, that's only if you're listening to the right people on social media or, you know, podcasts or whatever. If you don't know what to search for or if you're not listening to the right influencers or, 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 you know, accounts and gurus, you don't know about this and you're not going to find out about it until maybe something terrible happens. Right. And then you have no choice yeah. but to find out. So like, let's change the narrative. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And let's, let's learn about this. And I mean, prime example, one of my best friends, she has a daughter. I, I have boys, so I haven't had to worry about that part. <laughs> with my kids, but she has a daughter. Her daughter is 16 and she's been having, like, I just, I just think of her and I'm like, if I can save her from the discomfort and the pain and the, you know, the worry that I had as a teen and, and as a young girl and, and growing into adulthood and trying to get pregnant, that would mean so much. And and she actually just recently ended up in the ER mm. just out of the blue. And it turns out something about an ovarian cyst in teen girls. This is a thing now. Mm. And it comes and goes with their menstrual cycles. I'm like, this doesn't seem natural or normal. Like something is going on. What, like mm. I... 
I just, I, I want to figure it out for her. <laughs> like the doctors, the, not, not that the doctors aren't giving, you know, mom information, but it just seems like they're, at least the way I'm taking it anyways, they're, they're accepting that young teens and girls just have these cysts that come and go with their menstrual cycle now. The doctors just don't have the time to influence lifestyle change, mindset change, behavior change, habit change. They wait until something is broken and, and completely wrong that they can either do surgery on or there's a pill to fix. And until it gets to that point, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. It's normal. Oh, shit, let's do surgery. Oh, shit, you need to be on birth control. Oh, shit, you need to take this drug. Yeah. And we need that. Like, we need doctors to help with cancer and broken bones and car accidents. And Absolutely. For real health, that's where health coaches are going to come in. Like, I think you're going to see a bigger, uh, a bigger push for health coaches that can help with everything because it's not one thing. It's not just the cyst. Like, what led to the cyst, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, is the nutrition there? Is uh, is the movement there? What's the mindset like? Like, we need all of this stuff where the body starts breaking down little by little, and then it becomes susceptible to chronic disease, to things mm-hmm. growing. And I'm not saying that all cysts or things can be prevented or all cancers right. can be prevented. Of course, that's not yeah. realistic, but we, we can do more. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we should be doing more. And it's just, I find it, I find it interesting too, that she's 16. She's healthy. She's, you know, she hasn't done anything stupid. She doesn't drink. She doesn't do drugs. Like she's a good kid. So why, why is this, this happening? Like, is it down to the hormones in our food? now and the chemicals and the pesticides and stuff is it what's in the air like toxic i i that was one of the things that i started learning too was how just what we think are safe beauty products because they're sold on a shelf they're still laden with toxins and chemicals because that's just the industry and governments let these things slide and go through and oh they're not going to kill you at least you know not for maybe 50 years or maybe give you cancer or some other type of sickness illness but we're still going to sell it on a shelf and you can still use it and slather your body in it or take it internally and it's fine it's safe but all of these things are also leading to hormonal imbalances because it's leading to estrogen dominance because your body can't get rid of these toxins so it reads it as extra estrogen and it's just it's such an eye-opening experience and concept that I've been going through the last couple of years and like I said I keep going back to my friend's daughter that just is this what this is all coming to is this what leads to this because she hasn't done anything yeah, and to, it's not, you know, bring that upon herself. She's not sure. overly stressed. She's not, you know, she's not on birth control. She's not sexually active. Like, so what has brought this on? What is leading to this? And the fact that then the doctors give mom an information pamphlet that this is happening. This is common in teen girls now. I'm just, what? Yeah. Can you tell I'm bothered by this? Yeah. I, I would would we would say too that there is a, a big mental component because that generation they went through a lot during the pandemic mm. plus social media like could you imagine going through high school with social media holy cow I'm so Judgment glad I can't have it when I'm that age yeah me too like 
it's got to do such a number on their already delicate, like growing psyches and brains and mindset. And shoot, I, I know how I talked to myself growing up. If there were pictures of me when I was drunk or embarrassing photos or bullies online, like how much worse would that have been? Yeah. Like, I mean, my, my boys are 11 and 13. We have not allowed them social media yet. Yeah. Like they have like their the Facebook friends messenger thing just so that they can chat without needing like, a, you know, a phone number or something sort of thing. Yeah. And then we can monitor it too. But like actual social media, we have not allowed yet, but they are on YouTube a lot. We have parental things. I mean, it, we can only do so much, <laughs> right? We can only do so much, but that social media component, no, you, you don't, mm-hmm. A, you don't need it. B, I mean, I'm on it every friggin' day. And I mean, it's my business. So, but even, there are, there's so much of it that I have, you know, tuned out and filtered out and, and that I don't like about it, even though I need it and I do see the good in it, but yeah, yeah you're right for like, for young girls and stuff like that. Well, not even just young girls, just, just young kids, yeah. adults, everybody, even, even, even adults, midlife women, you and me, right? Like, it's not good for our psyches half the time either. And the stuff that goes around on there and the, the comparison syndrome, they, well, maybe syndrome isn't the right word, but just, just the comparison, because what you see on social media isn't real right. or it's not, it's not the whole picture anyways, right. at the very least. Right. So yeah, it's just, what a world. <laughs> Blessing and a curse at the same time. Right. Exactly. But I do love how all of this is becoming more of a, more of a narrative. I think we still have a long way to go and a lot of time to make up for, but at least people are talking now, right? It's just like the whole mental health thing too, right? For the longest time, it was silenced. Nobody talk about it. It was taboo. You don't talk about it. You deal with your issues internally or quietly. You, You seek the help that you need, but don't talk about it. And what does that lead to? Yeah. It's funny. Like we have no problem calling a plumber if we need things, our pipes fixed. We have no problem hiring a trainer if we don't know how to exercise or hiring a chef if we you know, don't want to cook. But yet if we're having problems with the way we feel, with our emotions, with depression, it's so like, oh, I can't talk to somebody about my feelings. You know, yeah. it's like, shush, yeah. you know, be quiet, pretend, show face. Uh, yeah. But that's but why does that have to be embarrassing? Yeah get it out. Exactly. Exactly. And especially nowadays with so much going on, there are so many more stressors out there and information is spread so much easier and, you know, everything going viral, good, bad, or the other and, you know, inflation and cost of living and like all of these, there's a lot of stress. My husband and I say it all the time. Like we're very fortunate nowadays and we've got a pretty good life and we're pretty pretty fortunate and and you know we've worked hard for it and all of that but at the same time because we've lived back then we're like remember the good old days life was so much simpler yeah (laughs) and my kids are just like well what do you mean (laughs) it's a whole other world yeah we can make it worse so we get what we focus on and yes. sometimes when we're in a bad place, because this was me, when I, when I was stuck, I was hyper-focused on all my problems, how I had digestive issues, insomnia, my hair was falling out, I didn't feel good, I'm a coach, how come I can't help myself? 
and my problems just perpetuated. I would see a little bit of progress, get sucked back in. A little bit of progress, sucked back in. For me, gratitude was a gateway. Mm. I kept hearing about this gratitude thing, and I was like, that's hippie shit. That's not me. I'm not, that's not, I'm not going to do that. Right. But it kept coming back in my life. And so finally, I was like, okay, I'll try it. And within a month of just, just every morning thinking, what am I grateful for today? And every night thinking, what was the best part of my day? And I set alarms in my phone to remind me. I started to feel different. Mm-hmm. I started to feel lighter. I noticed birds. I noticed flowers I never saw or trees made me happy. And I was finding joy in my life even when everything was going wrong. And that's what allowed me to start changing my actions. Now all of a sudden I didn't have to, I didn't feel like I had to stay home on a Friday night with a bottle of wine and a pint of ice cream to make myself feel better. I was already feeling a little bit better. So then my stomach was getting a little bit better. Then I mm-hmm. found the right doctor that was able to help me like little by little I got out but it started with what I was focusing on yeah gratitude is super powerful for that and it's available to all of us it's free it's easy just start thinking about one thing every day that you're super grateful for even if everything in your life feels like it's going wrong yeah watch how things shift yeah and I love that you said too about that nightly practice too before, but I do that too. I think yeah. about first thing in the morning, what are you grateful for? And then before you go to bed, what went really, really good today? Like, or, or even not yeah. just really good, but like what was good today? What is the best part of today? What was the best and what are you maybe looking forward to tomorrow or bring into tomorrow? Yeah. Because when you go to bed like that too, you're bringing that into the next day. Totally. And sometimes I'd get to the end of the day and I wanted to be like nothing. Nothing good happened today. It was a shitty day. Yeah. But I would be like, calm. No. What was the best part of my day? You know, it's simple as I made myself a good dinner. Even though I felt like crap, I still made myself a good dinner. That was the best part of today. And that's something that's the best part of the day. Yeah. Yeah. That is something because you're right. What's that saying? Um, Energy flows where focus goes. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Say it right. Yep. Tony Robbins. I love him. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's so true. Whatever you focus on is what's going to happen. I remember even just a simple, I, mm, I was in my 20s. I decided that I wanted to like ride motorcycles. So I went for a, <laughs> I never ended up getting a motorcycle. I then I used to have one. I then found my husband and had kids. So I was like, okay, no, this is not, no, I, I don't want to die on a motorcycle. <laughs> Um, but at the time, anyways, I went through the training, um, the, the driver's education for it and the licensing and all of that. And, but one of the things that they always, always drove into our heads about the whole thing is when you're on that motorcycle, whatever you are looking at, you're going to hit. So you've got to keep your eyes up. Don't look at the bumper in front of you, (laughs) whatever you are. And it's, that is like the, that has stuck with me. And I use that as an analogy so much because that's the simplest. It, it's true. If you're looking at it, you're going to hit it. Good, bad, or otherwise. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Look where you want to go, right? So yes. I have a funny mountain biking story. I was taking a really tight turn and then there were like some logs in the road and my tires kind of spun and the bike stopped momentum forward. Yep. And I looked down the mountain guess where I went oh! down the mountain and so literally every time I in my mountain bike ride now I'm like look where you want to go look where you want to go look where you're <laughs> not there look where you want to go look where you go <laughs> yeah but yeah it's, it's funny how like just little things like that right it's a simple concept but 
practiced in like actual reality. This is not just some woohoo concept. These aren't just words. It's real. And it can be taken internally, externally. It, it all it all makes a difference. So I have a fun game, a fun word game to kind of show how our words um, have feeling and carry weight if you want to play. Yeah, let's go. So it's called the Soft Talk Challenge. So I want you to um, just let me know what one of your either personal or professional goals is that you're excited about either this year or next year. Like, what's a goal that you have? Um, goal. Let's see. I would love to consistently hit $2,500 months in my business consistently, awesome. not like one every now and then. Cause I've, I've, I've gotten to that thousand dollar month now, <clears throat> pardon me, thousand dollars a month now. Like I'm finally there, maybe not every single month, but like it's getting there, it's getting better. But like, I, I want to up the ante, right. And, and consistently, that's the other thing too. Not just every now and again. Sure. That's great. But yeah, consistently monthly. So I want $2,500 a month. Yes. How does that feel to say? Feels amazing. Feels fabulous. Yeah. So I want you to add a maybe to that sentence anyway. Mm. And if it's not completely grammarly correct, it's okay. We won't ding yet. I don't want to say maybe. <laughs> Why? Because that means it's not going to happen or it might not happen. Mm. I don't like that. I don't like uncertainty. <laughs> yeah. It takes away the confidence, right? Like mm. we go from confidently, like I want $2,500 a month to I maybe want $2,500 I know. Do you want so, it or do you not want it? <laughs> yeah. But we use these words. So words like might, perhaps, one day, kind of, sort of. The mother of all soft talk words is try. I'll yeah. try to do that. Well, are you going to do it or are you not going to do it? Well, that confuses there is no try. Yoda. Yoda it. There's no try. Yeah. There's only do. <laughs> I love that. Yes. So in my Instagram bio, I have a soft talk challenge link where you can print out a list of these words and I encourage people to post it somewhere where you can see it every day because if you take these words out of your vocabulary, if you catch yourself in where you're using them, it takes away indecision. It creates more confidence and more action oriented versus I guess I kind of want to do that. Maybe I'll try that. Someday I'll do that. The way we, we tell ourselves what we want or our actions really leads to if we're going to take action on it or not. So if you want to build more confidence, we want to take these words out of our vocabulary. So putting up this uh, little PDF paper where you can see it every day and then catching yourself when you use those words and try to remove them for your language from your language will help boost confidence by 50% or more. I love that. I'm going to print that out and stick it on my kids' walls. Yeah. Take a picture of it and uh, yeah. tag me when you do. Yeah. Slap it on my husband's computer. All the things. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> that is amazing. And I do. I love. We never think about it. We use. I mean, it, it's our language, right? We use words every single day. And they just kind of like fall out of our mouths. Half the time we're not thinking about it. Um, and especially, like, it just comes down to simple little words like that. You think they're harmless. But when you actually think about it, they do. They completely change how you think and how you feel. And by just removing those or be at least being aware of it at first, that was the biggest thing for me when I first started my journey too, was that self-awareness. I didn't realize how much I was sabotaging myself by just 
taking like taking no action. I was like, am I really harming myself? Like it's okay. But when you think I'm not harming myself, but am I getting to where I want to be? Like I, I'm dreaming this, but I'm not getting any closer, right? At the end of the year, am I still going to be exactly where I am, where I don't want to be? Our language is a habit. Our words Absolutely. are habits. Just like our brushing your teeth is a habit. And every day, 90% of our thoughts and words are the same as the day before. Hmm. So if our thoughts lead to our actions, lead to our results, and our thoughts every day are 90% the same subconsciously, we say them, then it would only mean that our past can never, or our future can never look anything other than our past. Because right. we keep repeating the same words, repeating the same actions, get the same results. Yeah. So if we can change the words that we use, it changes our actions, which changes our results. I love that. And and just like 1% better each day, right? That's all yeah. it takes. That was something that was huge. I did when I first started my journey. One of the first books that I read was The Compound Effect. Mm. And it was, it, it's a simple concept, but it really does make a difference. 1% better totally. each day. And that adds up to massive results. We don't have to rewrite the book every single day, week, month. And in fact, you shouldn't. That's how you get overwhelmed. <laughs> right? It's ba- it's the same thing as teaching our kids baby steps. You don't expect them to start walking and run across the room, right? Yeah. You just walk walk a foot, take a few steps, come to me without falling, right? It's baby steps. It's the same thing and we forget that as we age and as we become adults and we we think, oh, we're bigger, we're smarter, we've learned more, we've had more experiences and more challenges, we can do more, we can take on more, we just like go big or go home. That's not really the right mindset most times. That's yeah. We're so used to like instant gratification now. We get groceries yes. whenever we want. We can talk to our friends whenever we want. We get emails whenever we want. We're used to getting things at the drop of a dime, but that's not reality. Like Things that are worth it take time. They take work. Exactly. It's about the journey to get there rather than the destination, right? So who you become in the process. Yeah. Yeah. Good things take time. That's so true. If it's instant, it's the reward isn't there the same. Yeah. Awesome. I've loved this. Is there anything Ooh. else? Where can, where can everybody find you and learn more and connect with you and When's your course coming and like all the things, give it to me. (laughs) So right now, Instagram, next gen, J E N zero nine. That's my handle. I'm on Facebook with my name, Jennifer Ismar, I S M A R. The course is going to be launching next month. Uh, Middle of September right now is my shooting date. Yeah. I'm really hustling to get it out there. Um, I figure it's going to be a good time with kids going back to school and, you know, we can start to focus on, on ourselves again. So and that last quarter of the year too. That last quarter of the year too. I find it's either in my experience in in the past and and talking with other people and clients and and all of that that last quarter of the year is either like really exciting and you're pushing for something or like growing and learning and like heading in a direction or it's just like, oh, another year is coming to an end. What have I done? And yeah. oh, especially for those of us in the Western part of the world with, with winters and long, cold 
dark days and you know it's um what what are you going to do with the, that last quarter it doesn't have to yeah. be just a like nope here's the end of another year like let's go let's make something of it and and what's the next year going to hold mm-hmm. like what better gift to give yourself than to get into a really good place mentally right before the holidays and set some really good goals for January and the new year and the new you <laughs> Yes. Yes. And I'm not, we're not talking New Year's resolutions, right? I don't do New Year's. I don't, yeah. do you do New Year's resolutions? No, I don't either. I don't. No, no. I set goals. Um, yes. I reflect on the year before and I set goals for myself, but not like a New Year's resolution. Yeah. No, no, I don't find them. Nobody sticks with them. There's a reason, there's a reason they have the, the following that they do. Yeah. And why nobody come February, March is like, oh, I've already forgotten about that and I'm not working towards that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Goals all the way. Every, like there's, you know, you have your big overarching goals and then you have your little goals to get to those goals. But yes, a little bit of goals every single time, all the way through the year, not just, you know, one big main push for a year. Right. Awesome. Well, I am super excited for you for your course. That is awesome. Thank and you. I am so glad we had this conversation. We'll have to I do too. it again. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate being able to come on here and chat. Yes. No, I, it's, and especially, yeah. And, and, and I expect to see your podcast soon too. Yeah, I know. I feel like I put it out there now. <laughs> well, you are welcome back on mine anytime. I love, there's, I, I love having just conversations and talking about things and, you know, putting things out there for my audience and for people. But at the same time, it's nice to chat with someone and have that back and forth. And they make you make you think about things, right? Yep. 100%. Awesome. Well, thank you again so, so much. Where are you headed off to next? So I'm going to head to the coast. Uh, and then make my way down the coast a little bit. Um, next place I need to be, oh, for our Modere conference in Vegas. I'm going to Vegas for that September nice. 22nd, is it? Yeah. So yeah. I'll be slowly making my way that way. Bring in the van. <laughs> awesome. That is fantastic. Good for yeah. you. I love I love following along and seeing what you're doing. And it's so cool. Yeah. So, so fast. Cool. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on everything and thank you again. And yeah, we'll chat and keep in touch. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the BFAB podcast. I hope you enjoyed the candid conversations and found inspiration and empowerment along the way. Remember to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode as we continue to explore the multifaceted world of midlife. Together, let's celebrate the beauty of this stage, embrace our unique journeys, and flourish with authenticity and balance every step of the way. Until next time, keep shining and being fabulously you.